0: You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the t Speakeasy, with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Listen in as I discuss the 2023 film, John Wick Chapter 4.
1: listening ladies and gentlemen those in between and an affiliate to the big mega speakeasy show
0: mm. yeah and do you have uh, do you have some particular topics prepared for this this one uh, yeah it's been a while since we've done one of these big just solely bonus episode recordings
1: there's lots on my mind there might be stuff on your mind i don't know but let us begin with our discussion our thoughts on what we just saw last night—that is, John Wick, Chapter Four.
0: Oh boy, I—I I figured you were going to start with this one, and I'm—I'm I'm more curious what you think. So I, I think I'll direct it to you first.
1: <laughs> oh come on! I actually really want to know. I, like judging by the tone of your voice, I think I know what your what, what your thoughts are.
0: Hey, I'll hold that close to the vest, just briefly.
1: All right, fair enough. Okay, so premise of John Wick Four, we kept. <laughs> I guess we could do a, like, what's what's happening? Let's explain what's happened, like, thus far. So, John's a retired, in, in the secret world of assassins, uh, John Wick was a retired one, a retired assassin, who left to him because he fell in love. And then, tragically, his wife, I believe, had a terminal illness, I don't know if it was cancer, an uncurable infection or disease, but she dies, and all she leaves with him is a puppy and John kind of is melancholic about this, and he just doesn't know like you know, how to process this, and she, she was his everything, basically his whole identity. And he at least tries to make do with the puppy and does start to form a relationship with it by taking it out uh, and doing some joyrides, or you know, safe joyrides on an airstrip. Uh, and then comes some goons who... Our uh, one particular enjoys the look of his car because I think it was a Dodge, right? Mm, I think so. It's been a while since we covered that. Yeah, something about Dodges, man. Like those those yeah. Dodges are very attractive. Um, and so, uh, in the middle of the night, later on, the the goons come in, break in, uh, steal John Wick's car, and in the process, kill his puppy, and thus John. Uh, the assassin reawakens, and he uh, gets breaks into his locker and his old his old loot cage or his old loot box, and treasure trove of tools, and basically is going to go on the hunt for them. And it turns out the goons or the goon in particular is the son of his former boss that he uh, served under back in the day, and. Eventually he ends up killing the guy or the son and then the mob boss and um that's the end of the story. Uh see our review or our discussion, excuse me, of it, uh from last year, I believe. When I mean, we'll get to hopefully we'll get to chapter two eventually. But chapter two happens and apparently because John made a whole stint and uh Unretired or came back into service, uh, even though everybody asked him, "Are you retired?" Um, <laughs> he is then summoned by a person who he made a blood pact with, basically, and he wants to. This person in particular wants him to kill his sister so he can have a seat at the high table, uh, which is the, I guess, government body of this order of assassins. And John does the deed, well, or so he thinks. Or well, not really, and. Then the is uh, this guy or the, the guy in charge? He betrays John because he wants to. He wants to kill him and make him a loose end. And uh, you know, chase ensues, and eventually John ends up killing uh, this individual in a uh, hallowed grounds where you're not supposed to kill other people, and makes himself excommunicado, and is now basically on everybody's hit list. And the third one opens with the previous events from the, the third chapter two film. And we go to chapter three. And now it's just basically a big chase and him surviving and trying to find a way to survive at this point. Because mm-hmm. this is all taken place at least within three weeks or a week. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> and the, the, the timeline's a little bit. Who knows? And... He basically goes to the high, 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 the, the elder, I believe. He goes to the elder and pleads his case, cuts off his ring finger, and uh, is told to go kill uh, the, his friend, the uh, leader of the Continental Hotel, where he shot the man uh, inside to kill him, and then uh, he will be uh, absolved. And he goes there and then fights with the, guy, with the, with the fellow, And then, in the end, the fellow shoots him uh, because somebody told him to. And John falls off a high story building, lives, and then uh, one of his allies brings him to the underground, and he's like, are you you peeved off, John? Yeah. Oh, boy. And so an indiscernible amount of time has passed, probably at least a month or so, who knows, because things are running business as usual. And here is John Wick, Chapter 4. Uh, not subtitled. It's obviously chapter four. The last one was Parabellum. The previous one was not.
0: Oh yeah. Anyways, that is a little bit odd in in retrospect. So it's a little bit awkwardly now.
1: I guess I don't know what the DV or the Blu-rays or four Ks look like, but I guess the if you bought a John Wick, the first one film, it would be John Wick Chapter One, retroactively. But I guess right. the versions you and I have on Blu-ray or four K. Uh, at least the one I have, is just John Wick. Because at the time, there was no uh, sequels and talks. <laughs> or at least, there were ideas for sequels, but we didn't think it would get this far. Yes. Yeah, and I'll say up at the
0: front, this you know, this isn't our proper review that'll come eventually. no, Because we haven't watched two and three in a number of years. I haven't seen three since the theater. So all that stuff's pretty rusty. But we will probably go full spoilers for this John Wick discussion, I would think.
1: Yes, yeah, this, this is no similar to what we'll be doing soon uh, next week, probably, or at least the week after, uh, when Fast Ten comes out, because we'll do a commentary for Fast Ten, but we will, of course, do our initial thoughts. This is not an in-depth review. This is just our um, off-the-cuff um, initial thoughts of uh, yeah. what we thought of John Wick Chapter Four, um, which ran for what was it two hours twenty-nine minutes?
0: Oh, it was it was longer. It was like two hours and forty-nine minutes.
1: Oh, okay. Never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we'll 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 say we're going to get into spoilers, but I'll say right off the bat, the length was a barrier for me coming to this film.
1: I figured it would be.
0: I had many opportunities to watch it, and every time I was like, mm, "Do I really feel like sitting in a theater for that long?" Ah, maybe I'll go see this instead. This looks shorter. I did that about three times before I finally, you know, made the plans with you, and and we'd been talking for ages. Oh, we should book a day to go see this together. And every time I just kept being like, ah, but that length, do I really want to go see that. So up, up front for you, was was that a barrier uh, coming in and, and sitting in the movie?
1: Well, there was another initial problem, however, um, with uh, our viewing of this. Mm. Because as you, you said, we were going to go see this together. <laughs> we we did not. No,
0: unfortunately we did not. And I didn't know until two minutes before the movie started playing. <laughs>
1: And that is because, that is mostly on my, that is that is actually, I'll, I'll put all the blame on myself, because uh, I like putting blame on myself for these things. Um, he had suggested we go to, there were, there were two listings, there were two movie times we could have gone to, one was at 12.05 and the other was at 12.10, and we, I went for the, was it the 12.05 option? Yeah. But the locations were different. Yeah. And I thought both 12.05 and 12.10 were the same, or in the same location, uh, but they were not. And so I ended up going to the one close to my house, and he went to the one close to his house. So literally we were like five minutes apart.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we were probably we were probably about a 10-minute drive apart. So, yeah, by the time that you realized the mistake, yeah, we were both already sitting in a theater for the, for the movies to start. So <laughs>
1: what can you do? It happened when he told me it's like my seat is uh, row B, seat 11. So I went row B, seat 10. And I get into the theater and I don't see him there. I'm like, well, I don't think he would have gone to the bathroom. I feel like he would have done that already. And then I realized, oh, there's two locations. Oops. Yeah, damn.
0: Well, I didn't have too long to be disappointed because then the movie started playing almost immediately after that. So I was
1: like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> well, uh, yes, after the trailers. All right. So I guess initial thoughts... Uh, if I wanted to flip my sign, I'd say a light feeling it, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't, I don't know, I really, I don't know what to say, because I want, I want to hear what you have to say, so, well, I hear, ask me stuff, how about that, ask, ask me some stuff, please.
0: Well, for my first question, yeah, was the length a barrier for you, coming in and then actually seeing the movie, did you feel it, or?
1: I can't remember if I had read that somewhere, and I was like, oh, man, um, I think more of after sitting through the way of water the whole time and not having to use the bathroom that was my only concern but thankfully this time even though I did order a large drink uh, I did not have that problem this time mm. um, but if you're talking about fatigue uh, when it comes to story and if anything took me out of it no I don't I don't think so no
0: mm. yeah, and how do you feel about uh, Keanu Reeves this time around did you feel like he's still Carrying that same John McEnergy in this fourth installment,
1: um, I think he's still in character. I do question what John wants in the film, but I don't think that's Ke- on Keanu. I think, I think what this film comes down to for Caleb is not so much acting, but more the directing and the writing.
0: Hey, I'm still keeping my thoughts close to my chest, so it's sort of, uh...
1: Uh, your your cards close to your close to your chest. Apparently, he's got he's got a five of a kind uh, in his hand.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll get to that scene.
1: Well, I think I think he's still charming as ever. I don't... Mm. I think the mystique is gone, though. I think it's... Uh, when, when urban myth... Uh, or urban legend, excuse me. When urban legend Batman is no more. After, like, year four or something like that. This is, you know... Batman is now known to everybody. He is... It's basically Batman's I don't think it's Batman 66, I mean. But, like, you know, Batman in 66 is, you know... Basically, just a a, a civil servant. He's just like everybody knows him. Uh, John's out of retirement by this point. Everybody's coming after him, or I don't know. I don't know if there's a bounty on his head. Oh yeah. Before the start of the film, Uh, in the film, yes, there is a bounty on his head. But I didn't know if there was a bounty on his head always. Um, I think so. But with again with Keanu Reeves, I think I think he convinces me. I, I think him doing all the stunts was like super impressive. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad he... I hope he had a fun time working on this and did not feel obliged to uh, finish the quadrilogy off.
0: Yeah, and just because you mentioned the stunts, my, my final question before I jump into my thoughts, my early thoughts, is uh, how did you feel like they handled the action this time around?
1: I think there was some new avenues they didn't explore previously that they uh i I believe they did bring some new ideas to the table Hmm. and they brought some old ideas back which i appreciate uh it's still overly bombastic the you know the the first down more plausible or at least down to earth parts that i loved about the first one aren't aren't there anymore because it's you know now a, a big grandiose movie um but I will say I did I don't think there was any action scenes where I was like, uh this is taking me out of it, or like we could we could cut this. I mean, there probably is for your sake, but uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm open to uh he- hearing your side of the story or hearing other people's takes. But as of now I think it has like a ninety four percent of rotten tomatoes, so mm-hmm. people the majority of people and critics love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which is nice to see. I'm glad to see that it's still being well received. Four entries in.
1: Yeah, I don't know how often you can say that with another franchise. Yeah, yeah, uh, Mad Max. <laughs> Mad Max. Uh, yeah, no, four entries in. <laughs> no, sorry. All right. Any more questions, sir? I guess we'll will have more questions later, but uh, may I prod you now?
0: Well, I'll just I'll just go through my my initial thoughts. Go ahead. Okay, so, so to address my first question for you, yeah, coming in, I was very concerned about the length. I've been, been frustrated by the current slate of way overly bloated action movies lately, and even some that weren't action movies that are just way over long, and I just feel like that's a, an unfortunate trend. I feel like if you want to address the problem with cinemas seemingly dying in terms of attendance, pumping out three-hour-long movies is not a great way to revive them. You know, you're showing less showings of the movie each day because of that, and it just you know there's certain audience people like me, who see a three-hour-long movie and go, oh, I just don't want to sit and go see that. So that that had me nervous, and I will say, that unfortunately for me, I did feel that this movie was overextended by at least fifteen minutes again, and I feel like the way that they extended it was through every action sequence, and there was about I would say maybe five major ones and each one of them i could have sworn was at least 20 minutes long just for action set pieces and i was like wow this uh, this i mean i'm there's some really great action there's some really cool inventive stuff but by the time we're done the scene i'm like i've seen enough of this let's let's move on and it makes it worse too because most of the people that john wick is fighting are just generic stuntmen sometimes in masks sometimes not And at least twice I could have sworn that I saw the same stuntman die. And I was like, hey, didn't I just see him die like five scenes ago and he's back again? So I was like, what the hell is that about? Um, But getting to the story. Yeah, you you questioned like what is what's in this story for for John? What's his motivation here? And what does he think he's going to accomplish by doing what he's doing in this movie? I kept wondering about that, too. I was like, what is, is he just so has he become such like a figure of the old world to himself? That he just he could never find a path out. It's just I have to kill the next guy and then the next guy and then the next guy until I'm dead or I've killed them all. And I think that was his his plan. That 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 could have been more interestingly explored. I think of him being just like stuck in this endless cycle. I think that they could have done a lot of interesting stuff with that, and they only barely touched on it. So that was too bad. Um, and I did think that uh, Keanu Reeves seemed a bit tired in this movie, but. The character himself was tired, so I thought that fit. And I thought his look in this one, he like looked so troubled throughout it. Wasn't the kind of badass John Wick that we've seen in the last two. This one was a much more downbeat. Feeling like he's kinda of defeated but refusing to give up kind of vibe. So so I thought that that was all well done. And I liked the overall plot with this this new villain, um, the guy from It. <laughs> one of the Scar's guards. I always forget what his first name is. Uh, do you remember? Well,
1: I don't know the name of the character, or at least you know the title given, the Marquis. Yeah, the Marquis.
0: But whichever Scarisgard that is, I'm always happy to see him pop up. I think he has a lot of class as an actor. I think he's just one of those people you can get him and just be like, okay, you know, now we we know that whatever this character is going to be, you're going to carry it well because he's just got that kind of strength as an actor. So, so I really liked him. And even some of the secondary characters, it seems like there's always an assistant to John Wick, some other assassin who has their moment to shine. I think that the one they got here uh, really worked. I wasn't always positive, like, what the purpose of the character was. It almost, I kind of wondered if it was just this character's here because that's what they always do. And they weren't really, it wasn't really there to serve a, a story purpose or a character purpose. But either way, I think that the actor and the his dog companion brought a lot of charm and I, I like seeing them throughout the movie.
1: You're, you're referring to the tracker, Mr. Nobody.
0: Yes. Mr. Nobody. I was going to say that. Yes. <laughs> to tie into our fast and the furious discussions.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not calling him. I mean, I'm calling him like, uh, Jim wick because that's what <laughs> I imagine a young John wick would be like not a tracker necessarily, but he has got a dog. So I'm like, I feel like this is similar to how John would have worked. Obviously, I think he would have handled it differently. Like, like Jim here, he he operates on a different like, his his build and his style is a lot different than John. So I, I like yeah. that. But.
0: yeah. I appreciate the com uh, the contrast. But to lay out my last little bits, my my initial thoughts. My biggest issue with the the John Wick sequels, and it's highlighted even worse in this movie. This is the worst example. Is that one of the reasons that that first movie shone so well as an action movie? is because it had a really kind of technical kind of grounded element to the the combat it felt even though it was heightened it it felt you know in a way real it felt like i was yeah plausible there you go but each sequel it becomes less and less plausible and john wick becomes more and more like dom from fast and the furious where it's like can anything fucking take this guy down and he's he's fallen from huge buildings he's landing on cars in very violent ways and he you know he gets up he's like oh that hurt well time to get back to action and it's like at least have him popping some pills like uh, Max Payne we see him just pushing through but you now he just somehow always has the reserves and some of that stuff I was just starting to be like okay I this is pushing my suspension of disbelief to the point where it's you know I, it's it's breaking in half. Um, and, yeah, that's, and, and I will say this, this franchise has always had its share of somewhat lightly cartoonish villains. Um, the first movie had the least, but the the sequels especially, and this one features one of the most cartoony, and his whole sequence, I feel like the movie would have been served better if it wasn't there, um, which we'll talk about, which is a whole, another, like, 20-minute long. Uh, potentially action sequence. I think maybe it was only like maybe a 10, 15 minute long action sequence with some buildup before for that part of the movie. I feel like that could have been completely excised and I would have liked the movie better, but, but yeah, that's, that's my initial thoughts. A bit of a long one there, but,
1: but there we go. Let's give our best things and worst things. Caleb, your best thing about this film. Uh,
0: the new villain mixed in with Winston, I think those two together shun uh, the best in this movie. And just the overall look of the movie. I think the movie looked fantastic throughout, as all the John Wick movies have done. This Agreed. one continued that. So, but to you?
1: My best thing? Uh, I will at least give... Th- this obviously is not part of it, but I will give it a side... Thank you to all those in the production, the pre-production and the post-production that worked on this film. All those workers who worked hard to make this film possible uh, and worked through it. Hopefully there was no crunch. Uh, your time was well spent. I'd say this is a very good looking film, despite our quandaries with it. Um, it just goes comes down to the writing and the direction. I don't even think it's like a badly directed film. I don't think there's no. any bad acting in this at all. It's just the problem that like Caleb has is the writing. That's that's where it all comes down to.
0: It's not even the writing, it's the editing. The editing. Basically. I just feel like this movie was just I mean, blatantly self indulgent. It was so self indulgent. It's just like Fair enough. Think about the audience. That that's that's what I think about. And you're saying that the length didn't really bother you, so maybe maybe it's particular to me, but I just kept feeling like, how many times can I see the same... How how many times can I see John Wick killing these faceless stuntmen over and over again? At a certain point, I just start to get really bored of it.
1: I guess I also did have that as well. I mean, I, I know I didn't say that initially, but yeah, there, there are a few times where I'm like, okay, I, I'm getting frustrated that we're seeing him take down these mooks the same way uh, that he did in the first film bring something new to the table and obviously they brought like I said they brought some action scenes in there uh, or they, they brought new set pieces in there to, to break it up but anyway I'm getting out of myself sorry my best thing um, let's see what would my best thing be yeah I have to just go with you, yeah, I'll, I'll copy yours the look the look is just amazing um, yes. The acting is incredible. The places we go to are grand. I, I, in, I all enjoy it. And I guess uh, I'll, I'll say my best thing is uh, the way Clancy Brown acts in this entire film and uh, oh, the, yes. the, the tone and the, uh, the air he gives. It's, it's really cool and, and awesome.
0: Yes, he was a joy. I I loved seeing him the first time, and as it went on, I was like, "Oh wow, he's really bringing it out this time." Like he's he's got that that roll down perfect.
1: He's a he's a veteran actor, so nothing again, no like nothing but praise to everybody who acted. Um, anyways, uh, now to your worst thing, sir. I guess the editing is probably it. Yes, the worst thing is the length,
0: caused by most likely a self indulgent director. It was like, we're going out on a big bang, this is the last one, potentially. so we're leaving everything in. <laughs> we're not cutting any any stuff that could potentially ruin the pace of the movie or drag it down, or bog it down, I should say. It's like, screw the pace, it's all going in. So that's, yeah, that's my worst thing.
1: I think I already said my worst thing, which was some of those repetitive stunts that you mentioned, uh, or those repetitive sequences where you know shoots the guy's... You know, similarly. So I guess there you go. Uh, There is that, and potentially the meandering story of what's going on here. But maybe I could be relieved with that um, if we look at the entire saga overall, the whole tetralogy. Hmm. If there's an ongoing story, like this is a is this a deconstruction of John Wick? Like, is this movie a deconstruction of his character and why he's killing in the Marquis? Is the exact person to question John Wick's methods? But John never has a moment in the. Well, does he have a moment in the film itself where he does question his methods or like what he's why what he's doing all this for?
0: Um, there's numerous moments when characters around him question it, and every time he just gives the same kind of stoic look, and then occasionally he'll say, "I'll keep killing them until they're all dead," or whatever, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> they never. He never really gives us a a glimpse that he himself is considering a different direction he might be you know feeling guilt for all the bodies that he keeps having to leave behind of his friends and just random people but he never does seem to consider a different course unless i missed a scene i only did watch it the one time so
1: yeah i mean like yeah I, i don't know um yeah, may, may, is it is it a commentary on Wick himself and that, like, look what happened when you let the, like, this all started because of his dog getting killed, while well, his wife getting killed, or wife, pardon me, passing away, and then his dog getting murdered, or killed, excuse me. Uh, is this a commentary on what John can be like and that he is a killer? killer. excuse me, as the Marquis would say. Yeah. Um, it, like an unstoppable force that will, will just cannot stop cannot be stopped and will not stop like is that the point of this
0: well maybe we'll save that when we get to the spoilers but yeah. but something that isn't spoilers is they did open up the movie with john wick they immediately jump into an action scene in uh i don't think they say where but somewhere in a like kind of a desert country
1: i'm not sure where that was did, did you hear I think it was, was wherever we were in the last film, I think it was Morocco to see the, uh, the elder. It was either Morocco or one of the, I know Morocco's not an Arabic country, but just like yeah, in the, in the Sahara region or the, uh, or the Arabic countries, it was one of those areas over there.
0: Yeah, and John Wick is confronting, I guess, someone who is a part of the, the high table. And they're like, there's no point killing me, John. Like, I can't give you what you want, and if you kill me, someone else is just going to take my place, and they're going to say the same thing to you. And he's like, you waste your time coming here. And John Wick's like, mm, no, I didn't. And then just kills him. Because the only thing that he cared about, he I'm, I'm assuming he knew that that guy couldn't help him. He just wanted to see his body fall. And I was expecting, like, oh, okay, maybe they're setting up something here. Maybe... Maybe he is supposed to learn that he has to try a different method to, to solve this problem. And he does kind of do that, but... Uh, well, maybe we should get into spoilers then.
1: <laughs> uh, anything left on the table before we go to spoilers?
0: Uh, I would still say it's, it's worth seeing, especially if you like the sequels. If, if you're someone who was like, I only like the first John Wick. I didn't like the more cartoony nature of those sequels. You're not going to be served any better here. This is in the exact same vibe of the second and third one. So, yeah, if you if you like the franchise overall, I think you will still find this a satisfying finale.
1: Yep, potentially.
0: Yeah, you'll you'll still find things to like because there's a lot of John John Wick hallmarks here that are still done well.
1: So I also mean uh, whether or not the franchise is over.
0: <laughs> oh yes, that's a good question. Yeah we'll have to save that for the spoiler section, too. <laughs> uh,
1: which is, well, I guess, well, let's go into it. So spoilers in. Ah! Ah! Uh.
0: here. This section of the podcast contains spoilers for all seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Spoilers. Enter at your peril.
1: John Wick dies. Yeah. Question mark.
0: <laughs> yeah, John Wick decides that, okay, maybe I can't kill all these guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a duel. If I do a duel with this Marquee guy, um, I can. my terms will be that I'm freed from all this and I don't have to keep killing and I can live my own life. But, but I mean, I guess he solves that. You know, it, it, it doesn't really seem like the duel was done satisfactorily at least from the rules that we we established that you know there was supposed to be this other guy who was participating in the duel and then he just kills the marquee instead so i was like ah is he, is he going around it but tom clancy's still like or not not tom clancy <laughs> tom
1: clancy be I mean, cool if he was in this film but rest in peace buddy yeah.
0: clancy brown's like okay well you know i guess it's all dealt with all the terms are met and so we're done here and then john Mc just dies so it still feels like he was just, you know, he, he killed his last guy and then he died and that was the end.
1: So I don't know. And that kind of left me unsatisfied. I'm like, really? Like, that? Okay, that's not that's not fair to the movie makers or the writers, but I'm like, my, my whole thing with if John Wick were to die, it's something that's... Not not to combat, but not either to old age or just like I'm not saying like he gets the same disease, Helen got it. Uh, Helen, Helen got excuse me. But like, something that's so diametrically opposite from his from like all his combat, that's, that's what kills him.
0: Well, I think that is what they did. And I think that they thought it was going to be satisfying, but I think that they buried it a little bit. Because the point was It wasn't that he died in his endless combat that he's always in. He chose to be killed by a friend by not firing when he had the chance to. And saving that shot to kill his real enemy. And so it was like he, in a way, almost committed suicide. And just let that shot hit him so that he could get close enough to kill that other guy. But, I don't know, even though I was like consciously aware, okay, you know, this is maybe a subversion in a way. It still didn't really ring satisfying. It almost seemed like they skipped past that.
1: Yeah, but they chose to do that, so I ex- I accept that. I, I cannot deny this is this is subjective reality. He's not dead because obviously people think that he isn't dead. Um, and I like the funeral with uh, Winston and the Bowler King. I think that was and the dog that was that was nice. And uh, I guess yeah. the. What is, what is Tombstone Red, which is, you know, Loving Husband. Uh, yeah. That summed it up. Uh, I don't know how... I don't know what Helen would think of all the all the genocide that he committed, like, post her death. But, <laughs> yeah, how many hundred? Because I'm pretty sure the... I'm, I'm, I am I'm, think somebody's probably done the math. I don't know what... Okay, maybe not... I think Massacre is more of the... I don't know about genocide, because that's intentionally, <laughs> like, you know, wiping out... Um, a a, a a culture, or well, like race.
0: I mean, he was specifically targeting people from the high table,
1: which is what I thought this movie was going to be, where he assassinates, like he he tears down the system, and we didn't get that. It's just status quo by the end.
0: Which was another beat that felt unsatisfying.
1: You know what? I I I'm glad I'm talking about this now. That's my disappointment. That's my worst thing. Is that. By the end, the status quo remains. And I'm like, nothing kind of changed.
0: Yeah, it almost felt like the theme was, no matter how much you try to rebel against a big established system, all you can ever do is win your freedom by dying. <laughs> you'll, you'll never defeat the machine. You just have to get out of the fight. Death is the ultimate freedom. And I also thought it was unsatisfying that Winston who's, you know, been a party all this time, to seeing the hideousness of this group, still just happily wanted to have his position back so that he could rejoin, rejoin the establishment. I was like, oh, I quite like Winston, and I like the way he finangled this deal with John Wick, kind of manipulated him in a way. But at the end, I was kind of like, ah, it's not very satisfying that he's just going to go back to that. His concierge is dead, which I thought was very unfortunate timing considering the real-life death of uh, Lance Riddick. Brother.
1: That yeah that when I when I saw that I was like, oh boy, oh boy, it is not in poor taste because that was well, Lancelot is right there so obviously like, again in story I think it makes sense I don't think it's a he's not stuffed in the fridge thankfully well yeah, sort of and not really because there was consequences to Winston's actions so,
0: and really it's all John's fault and it was never a motivation for John. That's true. Because the only thing that's motivating John is, I mean, himself. He seemingly doesn't, I mean, he cares about the people around him that he's hurting, but he doesn't care that much.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not looking back. He's only looking forward to exactly people or whoever his next target is or person who's trying to hurt him is. Anyways.
0: Maybe, maybe in some way, the death of Willem Dafoe in that first movie, maybe it just like changed the way he. Views his friends dying because so many friends just keep dying around him, but yet he keeps putting them at risk and then just being like, Okay, I guess I'll just kill the people that killed them and that justifies it or something.
1: And don't worry, everybody, I'm not gonna go with like, you know, everybody's probably sick to death of hearing me talk about or having talked about in the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, I hope you know X comes into like the next film. Uh, admittedly, that was a joke at first, but now it. It, it, but by the end of it it probably got like boring and uh didn't matter but in this like he did have other allies i mean i'm pretty sure um what's his face's name common i'm pretty sure he's still alive he didn't technically oh. die. and then zero also still lived um I, I think and then there was also halle berry she she's still alive I, I believe
0: yeah i was expecting to see her again i was kind of surprised.
1: Yeah, there's no allies returning from the previous, other than like you know Winston and the Bowler King, and that's it.
0: Yeah, and I'll say having the movie essentially open, it was it was we had the cold open, and then they cut right to uh, Lawrence Fishburne doing his over the top uh, Bowler King. This guy, I don't know what happened to. <laughs> I just don't enjoy seeing him on screen anymore. I feel like he's always so over the top now. And it's not even like he was that over the top here. I just could always feel him on the edge of tipping into that. And I was always wary. Anytime he was on screen, I was
1: like, oh, here we go.
0: He was good in the funeral scene at the end. But the rest of the movie, I didn't much care for him.
1: Just every time he, like, you know, starts speaking broadly and dramatic, you're just like flashbacks to machines.
0: Yeah, I start waiting. I I went I'm like, oh, no, it's coming in a minute. I can feel it.
1: And I mean, we did have like a big like dance scene um, or fi- but not the same as in those movies or that movie.
0: Oh, and I just realized that uh, speaking of friends and companions and him hanging out with that the tracker, we haven't uh, mentioned his other friend who plays a prominent role in this who I who was very excited to see yet again in a, a blind person role.
1: Oh, yes. The return of shirt in We. Yeah, <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah, he's back again, Donnie Yen. Wait, is that his name? Did I... Do you remember his name?
1: Uh, the character's name. Yeah, you remember the character's name. Uh, Kane. Kane, with a with a C, not a K, just with a C. But you know, it's just cheer in again. Because again, they go with the implausibility of even though this, even though this, the first one there's there's some implausible moments, but it's still relatively like rounded. Uh, enough to believe be believed to be plausible. This one the it's the it's the Mystic Blindman or yeah, b- blind swordsman guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's that Twitchy except he's using some technology to help him, but
1: only in one scene. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a scene where I was like all right, I know what they're doing here, but I also understand like just to show off how cool he is, but I'm like I kind of got it, especially since, you know, I guess not everybody's seen Rogue One, so they don't know who Cher Inway is.
0: Yeah. And he was good in this movie. I think he had a lot of uh, presence on screen. I think him and Keanu Reeves had some good chemistry. Some of the best in this movie, I think. But yeah, numerous times I was like, okay, yeah, we're we're in a different style of martial arts movie than this franchise has been before. Yeah. He He feels like some of the most unrealistic stuff i mean maybe the most unrealistic is the amount of times people get hit by cars and are just okay which is just it boggles the mind but
1: don't worry despite what i did say yeah no it's it's always a treat to see Donny donnie on the screen and again like production wise he brought his like his best and his and he acts like just superbly so i can't no, nothing but, like, high praise uh, from, from me, for him.
0: Yeah, and his stunt scenes. Some really great action stuff with him. Agreed. Um, but, yeah, so I, I wanted to get into a couple of things, like the action sequences that I thought
1: were troublesome and that I feel like could have been cut completely. So it's scenes by scenes almost. Let's go. So starting from uh, maybe not the initial opening parts in Lawrence of Arabia, but how about in when we're in Osaka?
0: Yeah, that's the first major action scene. That thing is at least 20 minutes, but potentially even closer to half an hour. It felt incredibly long. I would just couldn't believe that they kept extending it and extending it. That could have been trimmed a ton. We didn't, I don't think we need to see it all. The daughter of John's friend, get into the action. We spend a lot of time on her just plowing through nameless, faceless uh, extras. <laughs> and it's like, okay, this, this is an extremely minor character. Like We really don't need to to get all this here. And then once John goes up into the place with all the exhibits, wow, that just went on forever before Donnie Yen showed up. The only plot progression there. It was just like three guys would show up, two of them would stand aside as John would take down one then another another one would jump in or sometimes it'd be two, three of them, one of them would go f- go first, John would kill him, and then the other two would attack and then John would take the two down at the same time. I even remember one, there was three guys that ran up, actually it was two at first, two guys ran up, one of them went out to fight John, the other one just hid behind something and was like I guess standing in cover as his friend died and I was like, oh, man, this this is some trouble here. But
1: <laughs> um, maybe not to come to the aid and not, not to give benefit of the doubt or to have sympathy for the devil. But <laughs> this movie is the devil. But yeah, um, with uh, with with the beginning scene in Osaka, we have Hiroyuki Sanada, I believe. Uh, as the friend of John's, the um, mm. Osaka version of the uh, hotel manager, there you go, the continent, the Osaka Continental hotel manager, so the yeah. counterpart to Winston. Uh, although this time, I guess, a little bit younger. I think him and counter are about the same age, but you know, we have him and his daughter, and her His daughter is actually a like his the actor, uh, Rena. Yama. uh she's a pop star apparently she's a pop singer hmm. in japan over there and this is like her first movie uh and she sung the end credits uh one of the songs for the end credits scene or for the end end credits excuse me sorry this this makes uh, this should be jabbering on about nothing or about just random trivia but uh hiroyuki he was supposed to be zero in the last film um but he kind of had a problem with uh, what was it here? Uh, he had something wrong with his leg, I think. He had a, you know, like a surgery that went botched or something like that—not botched, but the, oh, wow. something happened with his like foot, so he couldn't like make it, so he had to drop out to it. So him being in the beginning, I think, was like a uh, what is it constellation? There girl. you go. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, kind of something like that, where it's just like. Yeah, it's, we, we we wanted you in the last film, so here you are as like a new character. Let's um, yeah, let's bring you in here, and maybe that's why it extended so long. But how did you think about his character? I think I, for the amount of time, like for the little that we got with him, I was I was impressed. I think his acting was superb, and he can he's a good stuntman as well. He he does all the stunts, so it's like I think he did a fantastic job in that in that sense.
0: Yeah, no, I think his action scene was good, but I, I especially liked his just quiet scene with John where he's kind of talking at John cuz cuz doesn't really have a ton of lines in this, so he kind of relies on the other people around him to fill out the the scenes. And I think that's one of the first scenes where he's like, John, like, where where do you think this is going to go? Like is there a John after this? Like he's kind of confronting him with those questions. And I like the way he stood up when his, like, when his daughter showed up and like, well, how could you have him here? Like, what are you doing? And he really lays in the, what it means to have honor to your friends. And I kind of wonder if maybe that sequence is why at the end John Wick decided not to kill his friend Donnie Yen and just, like, in a way, die for him. So I wonder if that maybe had something to do with it, but it's hard to tell.
1: Yeah, I, that, is, that is a good question. Um... What did you think of the nunchucks?
0: Um, I liked them at first, but again, that whole action sequence I feel like went so long. By the end, I was just like, ah, just just please stop running into more guys. I don't need to see him do a couple hits with the nunchucks, then a couple shots, and then move on to the next group of three guys. Yeah, that that was the first time where I started to feel like, and it was the first major action scene. It was the first time I started to feel like, oh no, this is getting stale already. But how about you? What do you think of that?
1: So I feel similar. It was it was weird. Not not. I I love the nunchucks, uh, and the sequence. But it was like we could see John like warming up with them at first, and then like as more guys started to come in, he got a little more like loose, and he started to experiment a little more, which was interesting. (laughs) But I definitely know what you mean. Where they kind of it was it was like that. Fight scene in the beginning of chapter three where it's just mm. like him throwing knives at everybody when they're inside that like knife shop.
0: Yeah, which was a cool scene. <laughs> and I do wonder if maybe some of my more muted reaction with this movie is the fact that I didn't see it in a packed house like we saw two and three. Because two and three, those were filled with gasps and people wincing, and you know, it was those got big reactions from the audience yeah there was maybe five people in the theater when i saw it and everyone was quiet
1: i had about five or six people in there and oh what the hey was it when i don't remember what scene it was but i remember somebody did burst out laughing or like they 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 did they were verbal for a second i was like but i don't remember which scene that was
0: yeah that's something
1: that's yeah, something. that is something, so it riled up some uh, reaction.
0: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we had some other action scenes, but the next one I want to highlight, and this is a sequence I feel it could have been cut completely, is John Wick goes to his, his old family, like, yeah, who yeah, was excommunicated from, I guess. I don't really remember that plot point, but... But they're like, okay, we, you want to come back in? Well, you got to go kill this guy. He He killed our old leader. And so, kill him and bring back a a symbol that he killed him. And again, that's another sequence that is just a side tangent. It doesn't even really play that much of a role in the plot. And it's at least 20 to 30 minutes as well. And that thing is... I mean, I I kind of like the card playing scene there. But the villain that he's pursuing feels really over the top. In the whole sequence, I felt like played like it was like a video game or something. There was a lot of this movie that played like a video game, but that in particular... I could just picture him in modern CGI. So, what would you think of the fat suit? I didn't know who this character was or this actor. I was positive he was in a fat suit. And I was like, uh, it's... It again. He looks like a, He looks like he could be a CGI character in a video game. I did not think he moved like a regular person would at that size. And during his big action scene when him and John were having a big fist fight, I was like, "Oh no, the the weight of this character is not playing
1: right." So he's no, he's no Brendan Fraser in the whale, and he's no Colin Farrell as the penguin and the Batman in his so oh yeah released TV series, but. We have Scott Atkins playing a oh. uh, what would you call that like character from James Bond uh. he's, he's like Jaws only in that he's got gold teeth but I want to say odd job but I, I don't know if that's right yeah
0: I don't know I, I can't think of an equivalent
1: well either way uh, I think Scott's acting was even though it was over the top I, I had a smile on my face especially when I learned that it was Scott I was like that's pretty awesome. And boy, did he have some difficulties being in the fat suit. Um, but it was he had that signature like roundhouse kick to the face, which was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. That was that was out of nowhere. And it was a. I think the whole scene was a callback to John Wick going out because he's like to his family or his former family. Like, give me a name. So I feel like that was supposed to be like a, a in Fast and Furious terms we're do, seeing a street race. And John Wick terms are seeing him go out and hunt a target and see what like he does non-discreetly, uh, where he just shows up and is like, "Yeah, I'm just going to kill you." And after the game of cards, uh, he chases after the guy. And similar to the first film, where you know we had that one, uh, I guess henchman throw John off the balcony onto the ground floor, we have the same stunt again. Uh, only this time from a higher fall and again just John just stands back up he just just der- yep. he just just stands up
0: and by the way I don't know if you were paying attention to this but my usual issue of shots taking taking enough time that I can pay attention to the extras in the background and I couldn't believe how long the the extras in the background and I blame this on the director not them how they did not react. To all the people getting murdered right beside them. People falling, they would like glance over and like, okay, I just got to keep on dancing. I just got to keep on dancing. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? This is completely breaking the reality of the movie for me. And that that's the whole re- I mean, I feel like that scene could have existed, but it shouldn't have been as bombastic with the action as it was because it those extras just, just killed that whole sequence for me. I don't know if you had that
1: or if that's just me, my ways. So with that, I think that was intentional. I actually think that was intentional, where they were like told not to pay attention, to, like the fights happening very discreetly. Air quotes. Uh, yes. No. It it did not play for me. That's totally fair. That was my intention because we had that similarly in if you remember uh, John versus common in the second chapter they had that bit where they were like going through like a a metro line and they were shooting each other with like science pistols and Uh yeah i feel like and like discreetly before they like you know i think got to a more discreet area and started duking it out i don't remember it fully but um i feel like that was the thing where like either everybody in that well, then everybody evacuated afterwards. But like, yes, again, I I feel like there ever, ever was like, like it's similar to if you remember in chapter two as well. There was that when John after he well killed the um the the the, the, the high table member, uh, or you know she slid her wrists in the hot tub. Um, yep. everybody in that club scene also kind of were uh, oblivious to the fact that John was murdering
0: others. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I I feel like that was more subtly done. I mean, John Wick, right by that little water thing, maybe when they were fighting behind the water, you couldn't see him. But he, like, bursts through a couple times and, like, stabs him right in their neck. And you even see extras around, like, look at them, and then just keep on dancing. And I was like, what the... Uh, I couldn't stop looking at the extras. It was just... I was fixated.
1: <laughs> no, that's fair. I think I think you are right that it is, you know, a little bit jarring and, and can take you out of it. But I still believe that it is like intentional. Like the director intentionally told them to uh, not be, like, for story reasons, don't uh, react to this fight scene happening. Just go about as you would at a club setting.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm curious how you reacted because I reacted unfairly to the the card scene when we we gather they they decide to play a a round of five uh five card draw and each hand is like this unbelievable like maybe you get these kind of hands like once every like 10 games and everyone had amazing hands and i was just like okay this is this is just ridiculous this is one of my least favorite tropes but then it turned out that it was all fixed, and so I was like, "Okay, I was I was being unfair to this movie."
1: Yeah, it was it was it was fixed. I'm like, "Have you ever gotten a royal flush in your life?"
0: I've never gotten a royal flush. No, I've I've gotten four of a kind, maybe like three times in a, a live game. In the many times I've played, I've I've played at least probably two hundred hands of poker, maybe, maybe
1: more. I can't say for myself how many times I've played poker, but I know like I had a hot streak in Romoli last year at my uh, after my grandmother's funeral, uh, which was awesome. But mm. uh, I've never gotten a flush, and I don't know if I've probably I think I have gotten a four of a kind, but it's been so long since I can remember. Um, but yeah, never gotten a real flush at once, and I've never have come across anybody, nor have I ever gotten a five of a kind.
0: Yes, and that's when I was like, Okay, okay, I can accept this, but at first when the guy was like, Oh, you play very well. I was like, Play very well, this this is unbelievable. This <laughs> there's no way you could play this well. Everyone would get these amazing hands.
1: Fixed. Fixed He's counting cards
0: Yeah, and so I was I was glad for that reveal. But yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Where where do we go from there? Yeah. So from after Germany, or yeah, after Berlin, excuse me, he gets the guy, (laughs) Scott Atkins falls off and crunches himself and uh, does the ultimate, like, headstand. Uh, And then John, with brute strength and striking force, breaks the guy's tooth off and uh, takes it back. And then we go from, he's initiated back into the family. uh, And then we have uh, the duel, uh well, first we, we set up the, the 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 grounds for the duel which i think was awesome i like that they almost I, I feel like that was like tarot cards that they were flipping over
0: oh even before that i, I th- that was a cool scene i'm i want to talk about that but the scene when winston goes to the uh what was he called again the Marquis, and when he goes to the marquee in that beautiful gallery and they were using like a really tall lens just the way they filmed that whole sequence i thought was amazing and the way that they yeah fit the art in the frame giant giant piece of art i thought that was all great and the way that those two actors bounced off each other during that scene i think was just fantastic
1: i gotta say all the paintings are just like i just i love the, the, that those paintings are like so good oh my goodness they are and like the meaning they have like Oh, it's like real art. I love it. Anyway, sorry.
0: The main one that's featured during that scene is um, like a woman with during like a revolution. I, I
1: don't know if it's the same one, but I literally, I think it was, but it's the cover for everybody who's wondering. I don't know obviously the names of, so obviously I'm a
0: hack. Yeah. Philistine.
1: I'm Philistine. That's what I am. Um, but if, if anybody under, uh, if anybody's uh, a fan of Coldplay, if there are any fans anymore, uh, if you'll remember the 2008 album of theirs, "Viva La Vida" or "Death and All His Friends," uh, the cover to that album is the cover that, or the is excuse me, is the um, art that we are referring to, the painting, the big, the, the famous painting in France uh, or Paris, excuse me, uh, with the uh, regards to like I don't know if it was the French Revolution, or one of the revolutions in France, excuse me
0: oh interesting I didn't oh that's interesting I didn't remember that, that was that same photo but yeah I think you're right that was a great album by the way I, I like that album a lot
1: I know no no yeah I, I'm pretty sure that was when people were still fans of Coldplay now they don't have any fans but anyways
0: oh I think they still do
1: <laughs> i i listened to their I, I listened to their last album and I liked it
0: oh I didn't but see there yeah. you go but <laughs> I stopped listening to most albums i i've been really tuned out lately
1: wait 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 are they still are, are they still um are they still together are they still a band or did they like uh break up
0: oh they're yeah they're gone yeah
1: okay yeah no that album they made with bts no of course not all oh, no, had no, bts no. in. excuse me <laughs>
0: Yeah, never heard of it
1: no. yep no don't know what you mean
0: yeah they they were done after violent hill that song was too good they're like okay we're out <laughs> yep
1: music of the spheres they, that does <laughs> not exist at all <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm pretty sure that is... Yeah, no, I just looked it up. Or at least I'm, I'm trying to look it up. and I I can picture the album in my head, and I'm pretty sure you're right. Yep, yep, it is the one I was thinking of, yep. But anyway, let's... Uh, yeah, the tarot card thing. I, I was curious about how the mechanics of that worked. Because they didn't explain it. So was it... They would both decide, okay, this is what I want to do. And whichever one flipped the correct tile corresponding to that was the one who that they listened to.
1: I believe it was more of a greater than because if you notice the numbers, uh, they each had numbers to them. And I believe that's mm-hmm. with actual terror cards, they have numbers to them and whichever one was higher than the other. They basically just went with, well, you have okay. tw- 23. He has 13 or whichever it was. So this person wins.
0: Yeah. one of them rolled an at 20? The
1: other one rolled a, I don't know, one except it was actual. Well, I guess <laughs> dice is also a chance. So same thing. <laughs> either way it
0: it mildly very very mildly because i was enjoying the scene quite a bit i did somewhere in the middle like maybe the third time a tie was flipped i was like okay wait a minute how does this correspond i feel like i'm lost for that brief moment when i was thinking that i was pulled out of the scene but otherwise i think it was a good scene
1: trying to remember the next big like fight scene (laughs)
0: Um oh there's the stairs and then the, there's the house before the stairs and oh that actually reminds me. So we get this whole thing where John Wick has to go to this, arrive at this church in time and Winston and uh is it Bowler King?
1: Bowler King, yes.
0: Yeah, they, they take him through this this tunnel with all they take a boat through this tunnel which I thought looked incredible. I always love tunnel shots in movies and combine it with water. Oh, I was completely pulled into that. Um, but then we basically get to, uh, I guess you would call it a homage, but it's incredibly close to the the Warriors. Did you did you notice this or were you cognizant of this?
1: <laughs> like, you know what? It's funny because I did watch the Warriors either like last year or 2 years ago, but I didn't think of that until now because I'm like Well, first I was like is there any way, John... I guess the Bowler King does say, I can get you this far. I'm like, I feel like you could still get him farther.
0: Agreed. Agreed.
1: I feel like, again, they were like, no, let's just, like, have a... Sh- like uh, shoot the Shaggy Dog story or something like that.
0: And I swear, this sequence was... I mean, it felt to me like it was 40 minutes long. I don't know if it was actually that long. But I was, I was shocked how long that they did this. And it was so close to the Warriors that she was even calling them Boppers. I was like, oh, wow, like this, I mean, this is, I don't know, maybe it's a nice reference, but I was like, this feels a bit too close. This almost feels like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but at the same time, maybe it was so close that it's like, okay, this is such a blatant reference. You just have to accept, okay, these guys are clearly huge fans of that movie.
1: But they, they have shout out a lot of other, like, you know, films and probably uh, homage certain scenes and actions from other cinema. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was an homage, but yeah, I didn't think of that. Oh, it's, yeah, it definitely is. But then, yes, yeah, so we basically have the nonstop, like 50 minute fight scene. I don't think it was 50 minutes, but <sighs> about, you know, 40 minute fight scene for John to basically get up to the chapel because he has to get to the chapel by sunrise uh, or else yeah, he will be... Uh, disqualified, and shot.
0: Yeah, so we get three major sequences here. We get first the the confrontation in the road, which uh, that I had a lot of issues with that. Uh, then we move on to the, the house, and then move on to the, the, the final, I think it was like 215 step stairway. But yeah, we can go through each one of those, I guess.
1: Start with... Um... The Arc du, uh, what was it called? The Arc du, de... I'm not going to finish that because I'm going to but- sure. butch it and I don't sure. want to do that. So, but we, everybody know. I uh, hopefully everybody knows what I'm referring to. Yeah.
0: Where's Michaela? She spent a lot of time in Paris. She would know. She was
1: in Paris. So she'll definitely, you know, tell me this when, uh, uh, when it's time, but yep. can you call yourself an art fan?
0: There you go. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she'll know. She's probably been to that yeah. museum.
1: Well, not even just, but the, the actual like structure itself. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah it's just like you call yourself an art there's architecture you dummy anyway um so we have what i haven't actually seen in a bit but we had vehicular combat again um not so much fast and furious but i mean again he probably would have blown his transmission out just randomly his like car from the first film even though it was trash just a similar car to the first film which i couldn't believe was in paris because i'm like it's a left-sided Car it's a left side wheel in a you know country that does right sides, but okay, whatever. Yeah, we
0: see those here. I see you know maybe one or two a week in Langley.
1: Oh, fair enough. I guess. Well, oh, okay, fair enough. I,
0: yeah, but I'm in a big car town, so I don't know yeah. if it's the same
1: elsewhere. Kind of rare in my where in my area, but it, you're you're not wrong. It's not everywhere, but or it's yeah. it's not like you know stuck in one area.
0: Yeah, my area is particularly known for being a big car town, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure just any random street in paris you know you're not going to find that
1: <laughs> but we at least got to see john behind the wheel again which i was at least impressed by and they yeah you saw that little like one take they had where he literally just you know starts spinning uh around the guys like doing a wheelie oh not sorry but like um going around just shooting his the, the the guys with like his limitless bullets by this point <laughs> oh god yes they they even do a
0: little spotlight to introduce his new gun and I was waiting for that to really be important, I was kind of like, this just feels like it could be any gun that he's used throughout the rest of the movie.
1: Well, here's here's why it's important. 21 round clip, or magazine, I'm sorry, I forget which, I forget the title. <laughs> <term. laughs> okay.
0: Not that I was thinking too much about clips earlier in the movie, and he was shooting off seemingly endless times until they decide to show us uh, him reloading, but... <laughs>
1: You know, the, 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 that, that was one of the main stays of the series. And one of the things that we didn't really see was that it was a comment on other action films prior to John Wick where there'd be limitless bullets. Now, it works in John Woo films because, well, it's awesome. And yeah. you don't really need to think about it. Um, yeah, we accept those are cartoons. Yeah, those are those are like the, – they, they are over the top, larger than life, and that's the point. They, they accept that. yeah this is where we're thinking like with John Wick chapter four and maybe the other two films potentially uh, they have like an identity crisis of do you still want to be plausible and grounded or do you want to be you know theatrical and bombastic
0: yeah the second option <laughs>
1: sorry there you go so uh that's all uh, there, there's the card that you've dealt themselves um but anyway so we see basically you know a frogger level right? uh-huh. like if you want to even go further with like see I wasn't thinking of orders I was thinking of like see, Almost every scene of these, I was thinking of, like, a video game. I don't know about the stairwell, but, like, I'll, I'll tell you oh. what, like, the, the, the house one was. I swear I've played a scene like that on a, a stairwell. Yeah. Uh, um, so, we had, basically, Frogger. And, you know, I, I think in any other film, if you took any of these action scenes and put them, like... And they were just the the action scene of, the fil- of another film, I think it'd be, like... I, they're already impressive enough as it is, but like in another film, they'd probably be like lauded and praised.
0: No, I agree. Yeah. The, the problem is the exhaustion of one after another, after another, like that, that house scene, that is such a stellar action scene. That would have been a fantastic climax to anything. And it's just one out of at least like six major action scenes. And that it becomes almost a little bit numbing. There's just too much. But I will say the, the car sequence would have bothered me in any movie just because I think John Wick gets hit by a car at least three times and he he rolls, he, he takes some bad hits and then he gets up and keeps on fighting. And not to mention him taking some bad bumps downstairs where he falls down 200 steps and then gets up again and keeps on fighting. It's like, oh, is anything can anything stop this guy?
1: Yeah, John's about probably middle aged. Obviously, not to what Keanu Reeves is right now because he's pushing sixty right now. Wow. Um, so one, it's impressive. If I mean, there's obviously stuntmen who were doing it, but Keanu Reeves mostly tried to do all the stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you were still coming off of uh, a uh, a car accident. Uh, so, like, you're still going through that, that, um, physiotherapy, eh?
0: I'm done physio, but I, I'm still suffering. Yeah, I still have to do my, my daily stretches. I still often wake up in the night in pain from that very minor car accident. So when I see things like this, it pisses me off, because it's just, like, uh, it just breaks, breaks
1: stuff. Understandably so, and I was thinking that, too, where I'm, like, this makes us, like, like, how is he, like... I guess either he's rolling well on his fortitude save or he, or his, also his reflex save. Pardon me for saying that. But man, this guy, uh, maybe you know, just, this guy just has a high constitution. Like nothing can stop him. And yeah, it, it kind of bothered me a bit. It took me out of, yeah, I'll admit, yeah, it took me out of it. We're just like, come on, John. Like, I don't want to say stay down, but like, come on, guys. Stop making John get hit like this. Cause yeah. it's making me like, it's taken me out of the possibility of him like getting to the you know, well, that's the point but it's just you know hollywood movie logic of like everybody can survive you know anything in movies
0: yeah there was one fall i can't remember where it was i think maybe it was in osaka where he fell from the from a very high building and then hit a van on the way down and he did a horrible hit on the van and you even see a gigantic dent in it and i was like wow I, how is he getting up? And then later on when he was getting hit by all, all the other cars, I was like, he should still be recovering from that brutal injury earlier. And yet none of this is, is hurting.
1: <laughs> so it might have been Osaka, but I think you're referring to the the end of the house fight. Oh, wow. Where he literally jumps out of the like a probably that's 10-ish story or 10-floor building, maybe, maybe eight floors. But remember, he fell off the Continental Hotel in Chapter 3. Uh, after he oh. broke his fall by, you know, landing on several conveniently placed alcoves yes. and or overhangs.
0: <laughs> yes, but I think you're right. It is after the house, yeah. So it was after he took a whole bunch of blows from some from some vehicles, and then he would go on after that to fall down flights of steps over and over again. Yeah, just just don't put the character in that situation. Don't spit in your audience face of like keep accepting this how long can you accept this
1: evidently john wick is wolverine
0: yeah and i didn't get that sense from the first movie you know i got the sense that this was just an extremely highly trained professional
1: do you remember when the was it the key master or keymaker? sorry um he, like helped him like heal uh or like stitch his wounds up in the first one
0: Oh wow! I didn't remember that he was in the first one, but yeah, I remember that scene. I thought it was in the second one for some reason. Yeah, maybe it was first.
1: Yeah. Well, that was the one where he goes back to him to get patched up, and then he's like, "No, you gotta shoot me just so they like believe me."
0: Oh yes, <laughs>
1: or they they don't think I'm working for you, or you force me to, um, you for you force me to like heal you. Yeah, yeah. We
0: we certainly don't see him going to a doctor this time around.
1: <laughs> nope. But again, I think it's, you know, by this point, John's like you know, yeah, he's dumb. death incarnate. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, that's it, I guess.
0: He's like a dead man, just still plowing forward.
1: Uh, he's he's a cowboy, I guess, if you want. Like his last ride. Um, oh, no. So we have <laughs> we we have the end of uh, the so he goes from the um, driver the, the driver action set piece to uh, the house fight scene. Uh, and for, I'll, I'll, I'll get it out of the way immediately. So, you know, everybody knows, or there's a lot of people who play the game Hotline Miami, uh, which is where you're in a top down perspective and you're, it's like a rogue light game where if you get hit once, you're, you're dead. So you, you go into these, these rooms from a top down perspective and you basically kill all the bad guys. It's brutal. It's got synth wave or similar music to John Wick. And,. Yeah, it's a similar idea of like, you know, you're in there with guns. So it's like, oh, you got like John Wick. And so some either somebody got to the director or writer and was like, let's put this in. an Or somebody was like, we got to do this action scene. And so with 12 gauge fire rounds, if those even exist or are legal, I don't think those are legal in Paris. But <laughs> since yeah. when have all these guns been like, you know, legal anywhere? Yeah. Um, we have John from a top down perspective mowing and hosing and rinsing all these guys just endless wave of of individuals and it's it's stellar it's like it's it's beautiful
0: yeah and because the dogs were so successful in that third film we get some scenes of that dog in there as well
1: Yeah, not much in the way of like uh uh, canine combat as much as the last one. The last one I remember in chapter three really showcased the dogs. Yeah, uh, like with the fighting style. This one did have that, and it was no no different. Um, but yeah, the there was Mister Nobody with his um, support. No, him being the support animal to the dog. If I if I got that right. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does some does some like you know actions with the dogs. Excuse me. Or the fight scenes with the dog
0: yeah and, and overall I think that, that that house action scene was the best in the movie I think the top down look like you you mentioned about this video game I didn't know that game but I was 100% thinking of an, a, a video game and I was like this why hasn't this movie been turned into one
1: yet well there is John Wick hexed but that's oh. almost a turn based video game oh it's very interesting it's got an interesting art style to it you gotta look it up
0: yeah huh. But yeah, no that 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 whole sequence was awesome. I love the, I think they were dragon breath, was what they called the or dragon blasts.
1: It it's basically the, what I refer what I remember is they're like the fire, uh, rounds in, right uh, in Tomb Raider uh, twenty thirteen. Um, mm-hmm. If you remember, like Lara, can yeah, get those at some point as like an upgrade. I'm yeah. Like oh, it's just those. But also in any other video game.
0: Incendiary rounds. Yep yeah and, and that looked just just fantastic on screen it it looked great um I kept thinking i i I was like oh if there's one thing that I wouldn't mind seeing in um a high frame rate it's this action scene right here with the top down view I feel like high frame rate could really
1: be interesting wow, which I
0: know was surprising for me
1: <laughs> yeah that is uh seeing something <laughs> from this guy uh given our you know brief history with high frame rate so far. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, no, that that whole sequence was stellar, and I, I liked the moment when Mr. Nobody, which again is a character that I don't understand what the purpose is in the story, um, but I, I like the moment when John wins him over. When uh, John has the chance to kill him, but he notices in the corner of his eye that uh, the secondary boss, the main henchman, is about to kill Mr. Nobody's dog, and John chooses to kill, or at least shoot him, rather than... Uh, Mr. Nobody, so we can save the dog. And that's clearly like a massive emotional blow to him. He's like, he's almost going to cry about it. He's like, oh my god, I've never met someone who also likes dogs.
1: (laughs) Guess he's never heard of John Wick before. (laughs) Uh, Briefly on Mr. Nobody, uh, Mr. Nobody's a tracker. uh, or Sorry, Jim Wick. Uh, He's a tracker, and... Uh, He just – apparently they're, they're again, like similar to The Adjudicator from Chapter 3 and then like the – was it Harbinger, what Clancy Brown plays in this film? Um, There's always these titles. Tracker is a person who only – I guess isn't – goes after, yeah, the bounties, which is I guess what everybody else does. yeah so yeah
0: i think the difference with this guy is is he follows the target
1: yes that's us. and
0: eliminates other assassins as he waits for the the rate to reach his his intended goal and then he'll kill his target
1: said it way better than i could have
0: yeah which i think is an interesting another little interesting piece of the subculture i like that wrinkle
1: um And what Jim is doing, like what he's working towards, he wants $45 million, I think it was either 45 or $48 million, dollars, uh, to buy a house.
0: <laughs> well, when you say it like that, that doesn't sound like
1: great motivation. But And I know this because in his booklet, I'll explain why later, um, but I, I saw in his booklet, he's got like the little tally. Yeah, uh, Or at least, um, what is what is that called? Like The thermometer, almost, of, like, you know, he's got to get 40... And then next to, in the second page, or the next page you open, not over, but in the other page, it's a picture of, like, a log cabin. Yeah. So that's his motivation, is he just wants to buy a log cabin.
0: Yeah, not the best motivation. Again, I I don't know what they're doing with this character. I don't know. There's a part of me that wonders if it's, like, set up. Like, maybe he's going to show up in The Ballerina. Or whatever that next John Wick movie is going to be, or at least John Wick Universe movie. But even though I don't feel like that they found a good, like, uh, story for this guy, I think that the actor brings a lot of presence. And I, I like the the place of this character as the assistant character to John Wick. Which we've seen, I think, in most of these. At least uh, Willem Dafoe, and then... I, f- I feel like there was a one in the third movie, but I... Oh, I guess Halle Berry. <laughs> Halle Berry. Yeah. So, so I think it's a continuation of that trope in the John Wick movies. I think he's another good one.
1: It's almost like I kind of want to see like some of the recurring cast come back as like an ensemble cast, but then I probably would like regret my wish once it's like turns into Fast and Furious again.
0: <laughs> yeah, Halle Berry's gonna start picking on this guy. Oh, you know, you're my dog. I got two dogs. You got one. Oh, I can't do anything else. With your dogs.
1: You know, actually, like given that the, <laughs> Now, I was gonna say, given like the like everybody has like maybe, the, the acting is what's what what makes the character stand out. I was gonna say like they don't have that many lines, but at the same time, yeah, I think they they'd probably do better than like what Fast and Furious does. Yeah,
0: it's not hard. It's not. It's not
1: hard. Anyways, um. So, finally, John makes his way towards uh, the chapel, where he has to be, and uh, the stairs. Oh, boy. Yeah, take it away here. This this was where I almost was like, he's going to fall down the stairs as soon as he gets to the top. Oh, look at that. Uh, so, I timed it uh, 9 minutes 40 seconds from when he was first in the bottom to when he and Cain... Sorry, Chir- in we uh, got back up to the top. So wow. he has to be there before. Technically, he said, while well, they said six o'clock, they said sunrise, which Winston mentioned was six o'clock, but that always isn't the case. Just as long, I guess whatever, like the sun came into view of everybody, that's when it's like, all right, John, you're you're fired.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, and I'm surprised it was only nine minutes. Um, I guess
0: maybe it was just starting to feel long. Maybe I was just exhausted by all, all the nonstop action at that point. Yeah, but this was the one where I was really into it until he got to the top and fell back down, and then it just kept going. And I was like, "Okay, I'm 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 completely done with seeing John Wick plow through these just non-characters. These 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 obstacles for him to kill. Like I've seen so much of it now, <laughs> I don't need any more. It gets
1: uh, what it what it what is the word." Uh, it becomes boring, mundane, uh, it becomes, yeah. you know, dull. It's a grind and that's what it felt like the, the, the movie kind of to you, I guess felt like a grind as you would in a video game. If you're trying to level up your characters, she's like, okay, I gotta like, you know, go through, uh, these, these, these like standard enemies so I can like collect the resources and then level up my character.
0: Yeah. I was, w- I was just waiting to get the controller during that, that scene there. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, if they were trying to show how, like, you know, John's sometimes on the skin of his teeth in these films. He always needs like an ally to help him because just, yeah. there's there's strength in numbers and like, you know, the, the other henchman came in and bamboozled him and had the upper hand and, and was unfair to him and cheated, so it's like, yeah, John, like, well, not that John doesn't cheat, but like, John, you know, he, w- he would have died, but you know, just because of his charisma and his like, you know, I guess yeah, his charisma over people and people just like him for some reason. Yeah, that's what saves him basically, and thankfully, sure, Inway came in and saved him, and that was that was nice. It was it was, it was a cool scene between the two of them, uh, and the way uh, the henchman guy died uh, was, yeah, fairly uh, I think fairly served his karma. Uh, I really hope he wasn't peed on by the dog, though. The actor, I mean.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't much care for that at that moment. I liked the rest of it, but I was like, okay, okay. I didn't think you would. Yeah, and then we got the big yeah, climax, which I thought worked all around. That was another one of my favorite parts of the movie. And I even liked, again, I don't really know what this character is meant to serve Mr. Nobody. Maybe when we do the full proper review maybe i'll have a better idea yeah but i even liked him as somewhat of like a a surrogate for the audience watching that scene where he's uh we see him thrilled happy for john sad for john <laughs> i liked the way that all that he i liked his the way he played all that stuff
1: i don't know where he sat by the way because was he sitting in front of the chapel or was he sitting down the stairs from the chapel and he was just listening in
0: I wondered about that, too. I
1: was like, can he can he see
0: this right now?
1: Like, uh, is he just going off of hearing? It's like, wow, that's a good interpretation. If you can like hear where everything that's going on.
0: Yeah. And that may have been a directorial issue. Maybe we should have got a wide shot when we could see him. But I, I also question that. <laughs> there was a number of times in this movie where I was questioning things. Where I was just like, is this is this right? Is this what I'm seeing or. But it didn't detract too much because there was so much good stuff going on again whatever stars guard maybe it's bill stars guard I think he's great during that whole sequence Donny um, uh, Donnie Ann Donnie I think is is great as well yeah it, it's it all plays well really really good in that end and it looks beautiful
1: again as well did they do much like focus on the eyes or just the face and body language because again you, you you know your classic you know cowboy films western films um, genre films excuse me Uh, you know that one of the big things and the cool things, especially even in samurai films, they do always love to look at, they focus on the person's eyes before they either fire or unleash their sword.
0: Yeah. a little flavor of the Italian uh, style.
1: There we go. Thank you.
0: Yeah. I don't think they did much. No.
1: Mm, Okay. They focus a lot on the feet and then big wide shots. Well, I mean, but you know, the, the the way for head movement is by your feet. So, uh, but but (laughs) still, um, I love the, the the flintlock duel, and I think the the cleverness of John not firing at way was perfect for. I didn't see it coming at all. Well. I didn't even hear it like uh, when I saw it, and then when he didn't fire, like once Winston told the audience like he didn't fire, and then the Marquis steps in to like you know shoot him himself, um, and just then John just blasts him in the forehead. It was like. I didn't see that coming. That was that was pretty clever. Oh yeah, I noticed he didn't fire. Yeah, good. Okay, I I did not notice. So good on, good on you. You have better, um, you have better observation skills than I do.
0: <laughs> it depends on the thing. Depends on the thing. That's fair. Yeah. Well, once I saw you didn't fire, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess this. Yeah. I didn't expect the the ultimate conclusion of his uh sacrifice there, but.
1: John dying, but...
0: Yeah, I did not see that coming, and even after he died, I was like, should I sit in this? Is there, is, is there going to be a post credit scene? Because I'm pretty sure he's in that, that spin-off. And then I was just like, ah, no, I gotta use the washroom. So I left.
1: Mm. Okay. Okay.
0: So I don't know, maybe maybe you know if there's a post credit scene. I don't know. Oh, there was a post credit scene. Oh, okay, well, yeah, there. There we go.
1: <laughs> so, Hiroyuki uh, Sanada's daughter... Uh, in the film, excuse me. Uh, hmm. Her, I guess his, uh, his, uh, Sharon, excuse me, um, uh, what, what do they call him? Like the, not the manager, but con- concierge? Uh, concierge. Concierge, excuse me, thank you. His concierge, his, his daughter, um, made a statement to John and the subway that, uh, he needs to kill Chirut anyway because him and, uh, her father and Chirrut Inwe dueled and then they were friends great speeches um, yeah. but Chirrut killed him and so she has uh, an act of revenge similar to John and he doesn't stop her, he doesn't say anything she offers you either either you kill him you killed Chir Inwe, or I will and so the end the, the whole movie by the way Chir Inwe is doing this because he uh, wishes to reunite with his daughter and due to reasons of I guess, table, high table interference or, you know, backstory. He can't, he's separated from his daughter. Um, and so that's basically what's been motivating him the entire time. And he finally is uh, going to go see her with flowers. And as he's about to go see her, she's performing her um, her violin, not air violin this time, an actual violin uh, solo playing. Um, does uh, the daughter show up in a hood? And I guess... You know, Ray doesn't uh, react fast enough, as she's got a switchblade out, and we don't see her stab uh, cheer, but you can at least assume that's what she's about to do to Kane.
0: Wow, now that that would have left me unhappy. I figured, because because I left the theater thinking, oh oh wow, John Wick, you know, he finally decided to sacrifice himself for a friend, or he. Save that bullet so he could kill his real enemy. It's it could go either way for John at this point.
1: Uh huh. Yep. Yep.
0: But either way, we saw that he got to leave, and you know, get to leave this life. That the thing that John could could never achieve. And wow, to to know that that's what they did, that's that's dissatisfying to me.
1: Well, that's that's at the very end, like like post post credits, like credits have finally rolled, and then it's an actual credit scene. Hmm. Well. What can you do? <laughs> so, Caleb, any other thoughts? Um,
0: I'm curious about this next one, The Ballerina. I don't know what the hell that's going to be, but I guess I'll be there in the cinema as long as it's not three hours. <laughs>
1: uh, they initially wanted, I think, according to Tree tropes, they wanted to do two more movies. like Not two more movies, but like, they wanted to do Chapter 4 and Chapter 5, but I guess due to Scheduling conflicts, uh, COVID-19, and several other factors. They're like, all in one.
0: Oh, wow. That explains a lot. That yep. explains a lot. Yep. And I'll, I'll I'll say, I don't know if you've been to the theater lately when they've been doing their little Cineplex promos, but there's been little things with the director and, and Keanu Reeves and they're talking about all the stunts. And they always end it with Keanu Reeves joking like, like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to stay alive, or trying not to die, doing the stunts, and he runs off the screen with a like mischievous grin, and the director looks on and smiles. And when I saw the, that he actually died in the movie, I was like, hey, was that a little spoiler? Is that why he did that? <laughs>
1: I mean, it also could be interpreted as he, like Keanu Reeves does not want to die doing stunts because exactly there have there there have been unfortunate you know occurrences where you know a stunt person has died due to uh, a stunt. So it's like which is very unfortunate, yeah, or unfortunate. I just
0: thought it was a joke of him being like, "I'm old and I'm I can't believe I'm still doing this."
1: I think it is still that, but I think you're also right. Where he it was, it was there all along. It Was is in plain sight. There you go. Wouldn't have believed anybody.
0: But I guess for final things to say, um, I look forward to revisiting this and the two sequels when we eventually get to them for our little series here. And if they take a long break between the ballerina, I won't be too sad about it. <laughs> I feel like John Wick has become a very different franchise when it started. Um, if they can go back to more what the first one was, I'd be happy. But you know, at this point, I feel like I don't have a huge amount of investment in the series anymore. But to you,
1: yeah, uh, good, good, good point. Um, for those who love fight scenes, this is your movie. Uh, there's, it's a much more sophisticated, action, filled movie, with a lot of like mythology from you know, real world architecture and art, which I, I like, still, bill of their Latin, and. Yeah, I think I think you'll enjoy this. Uh, maybe take breaks, and uh, would you recommend people see this again? Like, would you would you watch this again?
0: Um, if we weren't doing it for the podcast, I would watch it again. Okay, but it would be a number of years. I because I haven't really cared for the John Wick sequels, so you know I I have a curious to go curiosity to go back to two and three, especially three since I only saw it the one time, um, but not a huge pull cuz these kind of action movies aren't always for me. Of course. Yeah. So.
1: You don't you don't not like action movies, but you know, they they you want some more substance to them, which this movie kind of had some substance, but yeah. Well, you know, I think I feel though, yeah, you really do need to watch this a second time, which is what I did.
0: Oh, you saw it twice. Oh my gosh, you've been holding out this whole time.
1: So when I went to Port Alberni back in March, oh, uh, my my friend took me to the theater, and he's like, "Let's just see this new movie. It's called John Wick Chapter 4. I'm like, "Uh oh." I made a promise. I think I made a promise to him. I can't. I, I could go back and find my phone where I was like, "Oh, we'll see John Wick together." Oops. What? Why the oops? I don't understand this.
0: <laughs> you always do this. Why the why the secrecy?
1: I don't know. Just because it was a cool twist in the end.
0: well did you feel like you got more of it on your second viewing
1: i noticed the like uh i noticed jim wick's um reasons for his motivation like with the you know wanting to buy the house the second time
0: Mm. (laughs) is that all
1: uh there's probably other stuff but no that's pretty much it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did like i did like his little uh his little uh little like sketch pad that he was sketching all his details on i think that added a little bit of a different flavor for him yeah and it was interesting to see that yeah he had multiple talents you know he had this because he was quite a good uh sketcher or drawer as well so has an artistic flair which is maybe yeah maybe that's fitting for someone who doesn't just you know go after a bounty but kind of hangs around and waits until he gets the the perfect moment to strike
1: so what'd you think of him pulling his hand out of a knife
0: um i i did find that a little wincing i was like "Ooh, that's that's ugly and i was thinking more and more i i wish they would take down this high table they seem like a really ugly organization
1: i mean i was also well there there's that but i was also being like let me guess his hand's gonna be fine afterward yeah it's fine sure he wrapped a bandage around it but no, no no he's fine
0: yeah pretty much
1: and I was like, "Ah, it's disappointing." I thought that was gonna like cripple him or inhibit him from doing normal uh, actions and activities, but it did not. Yeah, it was just there to look cool and see how like you know tough this guy is, which I, you know, I guess it t- definitely did show up. But I always like anybody who wields a gun in this movie. If you're if you're not a red shirt, um, you're already like tough and ba. b a d a s s. Excuse me. Oh, but do we have much uh, much more? Uh, tune in for in the foreseeable future when, uh, you know, Caleb and I and whoever will be on that discussion panel uh, discuss this film after the uh, other... We do the other two, excuse me.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But, uh, yeah, that'll probably be a little while from now.
1: I feel bad for Johnny. I hope it's just like, what did I get myself into <laughs> once he sees like two or three? He's like, seriously? I think I'm done.
0: Oh, has he not seen them? Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's not. So I'm like, are we going to like convince him to watch the continental? Cause if we do, that's interesting. And ballerina as well. Excuse me.
0: Yeah. Which by the way, I will say, I just looked it up. It's directed by our old pal, Len Wiseman. Yep. I haven't seen him in a while.
1: Wait, the ballerina, ballerina or the continental,
0: uh, the ballerina, the ballerina. Okay. Yeah. We've recently become acquainted with, with the underworld series.
1: Well, you've become reacquainted with, excuse yes. me. I have only just been acquainted with him.
0: Yeah, I'm more meant for the podcast itself, but...
1: Of course, there you go.
0: Yeah, it'll be coming out next year in June. So that's that's a fast turnaround for something that feels very much like the end of a series.
1: Well, this is more of a spinoff, I'd, I'd say.
0: Yeah, spinoff?
1: It's continuation, but it's set in the same universe.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if this is just... I don't know what this is, but it does show that John Wick Returns is Ke- by Keanu Reeves. So I don't know what to say to that. And it even shows that Lance Riddick is in it. Reddick, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm not going to look at that anymore. That's spoiling some stuff for me, but... <laughs> oh, that's weird. Oh, that's weird.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Peace.